0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Turkey sandwiches. Welcome back to the Pattern and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by... Yak gadget, for all your kayak fishing accessory needs. Go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The One Five Three Bait Company for all your hard and soft bait needs. Go to the One Five Three Anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome, Facebook, YouTube, all you people out there in the podcast world. Hey, Jay. I mean, Jimmy.
2: Hey, Brian. That's, <laughs> that's my best Jay impression.
3: That's, that's my
1: best Jay impression. That, I like it.
2: Unless there's some real bullshit going on, that's about all I hear him say. <laughs> hey, Brian. <laughs> and it's all Brian.
1: Jay will be back next week. Uh, last week he had a little accident, and uh, this week he's uh, down in Tennessee. So, oh, I didn't uh, hear about him having an accident. Yeah, he uh, uh, the way he described it to me is he pile drived the ground with his face on his mountain bike. <laughs> he had a real, real nice mark up there on the forehead. So, I hope he's got it on GoPro. Uh, probably not. Uh, because that would be a viral video. I guarantee it. Um, but, uh, yeah, he'll be back next week. Jimmy's filling in. We had Dan fill in last week. Uh, kind of got an interesting show lined up today. I know there's been a lot of uh, want for the after hours back. So we're going to talk about some hot topics, things like that. Uh, we got a, a couple of the PNF hosts joining us. Oh, and... <laughs>
2: And Jimmy's going to be doing his best to catch a buzz, so this will get fun.
1: <laughs> Jeez, but
2: uh, let's—we uh, got
1: our good friend John Rap in the house. Get him in here, and uh, Brad. Brad's going to join us for a little bit before uh, he has to jump off. He's out on the river right now. So, uh John, Big Daddy Rap, uh, got the currently. It's called the No Name kayak fishing podcast uh running every tuesday right 5 30 eastern
4: uh 6 30 eastern 5 30
1: central yeah 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 got it got it and then uh mr Hurlboss, boss you you're gonna be filling some shoes tomorrow uh saturday for uh jp jp's on his honeymoon you got an exciting podcast coming up this week you i wanna, do you want to spill some details on that
5: i do i got the, i got i the... got i got western obsessions on nice super like he dropped some big news on there too like about his because he does all the filming i mean he's got a big youtube channel but that's growing tremendously so you're gonna have to listen to find out i mean it, it's some it, it's a bombshell
1: nice really i like it i like it brad's out scouting for some duck hunting coming up or i should say early goose hunting Oh, he's
2: fishing too He's fishing too. I was about to say, this is the oddest way to scout for geese I have ever <laughs> seen. <laughs>
6: I'm
5: pretty sure I heard a cast,
2: but whatever. <laughs>
6: oh, you did. The
5: river, the, we got a ton of rain. We got like 11 or 12 inches of rain in the past week and a half, and the river's yeah. hot. Yeah. It looks like it's here, strolling. The last time I was out here was at 12 foot. it's at 17.
1: That's crazy. And,
5: i mean it's it's dangerous like it's legitimately dangerous like i got a 1654 mud boat and it felt tiny it felt like i was on the mississippi and the main river channel and nice. this is just the wisconsin so
1: like it like it nice. well i wanted to start off with this um because i i was watching john Rapp's podcast and uh he had a panel discussion about it and i think it's an interesting topic so i kind of wanted to uh dive into it a little bit here over on paddle and fin as well and it's uh the big bass boat pros getting in kayaks fishing tournaments things like that is it good or bad for the sport in uh, anything along those lines so we'll start with brad because i know he's only got a few minutes here you know your thoughts on like ike and ellie and these guys you know Ike got a signature kayak uh, things like that. There's been a lot of uh, whining over that lately. I would say, and uh, I- I'm interested to hear uh, your guys' take on that.
5: I think, I think it's kind of like anything in the media. Any publicity is good publicity. I mean, I mean, you look at Bass, you look at BOS. I mean, they're all trying to grow the sport. So if we get one of the top names like Iaconelli, or um what carl Jacobson, he's a hobby guy too i mean i mean they do a lot of wreck fishing him and his wife out of their their kayaks and their um whatever they call that paddleboard they have the eye whatever like they throw a lot of content out for that i think it's all good for the brand because it's introducing people that have never even realized that kayak fishing a thing yeah i mean you have so many people especially like generations out there that don't like they follow the Bassmasters they follow the elites They're start like they started following MLF but they had no idea like this whole kayak circuit existed and I think it can bring some good to it I also think we have to be slightly careful that it doesn't overshadow the anglers that have been out here grinding it for years though
1: yeah 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 I hear that I hear that John I want to hear your take because you didn't really give two two cents in your show you let the other guys uh uh China oh, wait a minute wait a minute Jay Randall tuning in what up from the Smokies hey
2: yeah. man if, if you could have commented you could have been here so I don't <laughs> want to hear it yeah yeah get out yeah <clears throat> <clears throat>
3: uh,
1: but you didn't you didn't really shed any light on it so I'm always interested man uh I've gotten to know you over this past year and um I mean you're Truly, an OG in the sport, man. You've been around. You've seen a lot of changes. You've seen a lot of things, uh, both good and bad, in the kayak fishing community, man. So I'd love to hear your take on this.
4: I, I'm for it, straight up. Um, you know, I, I, I've seen what's been said down at Redneck Nation, and uh, <laughs> um, and uh, but uh, I'm I, I'm for it. And, and a couple reasons why is I want to see the Jimmys and the Brads and and them the guys like us go head to head with them guys. I mean, we're, are we going to compete with them day to day? I don't think so, but uh, because they have all those sponsors already in their pockets and they have knowledge, lots of knowledge and experience. But the guys like. Uh, the Jody Queens and the drew Gregorys. Now I think they will go toe to toe with him. Jody's already got 20 wins under his belt or more. That's just wins. So I mean when you stack a guy up like Jody Queen and he's with the four or five hopefully more pros that will that slide down into our little plastic boats and come out and play with us. If they win or, or they hang with them, it's only going to benefit them. And everybody knows everything rolls downhill and it's going to benefit all of us,
2: including so sure. shit. Keep that in mind.
4: Well, hey, you know, good comes to bad. And exactly. We know that. Um, so, uh, you know, but uh, that, that's, that's, I mean, there's a lot more we could delve into re- regarding different things about it um but i in the broad scheme of things i love it i think it's a great great thing for sport.
1: uh jay randall said no swearing jimmy
2: hey i was told after hours before i started this so uh you hush
1: (laughs) shout out to uh richard down at dale hollow good old eastport marina i'm ready
2: to go back already Oh, Dude, I've been thinking about that too. Like we're talking about going somewhere else for the meetup this year, but I just kind of want to go back to Del Hollow. Like I, I kind I just agree. love hanging out over there.
1: I kind of agree. Not kind of. I 100 percent agree. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it it's interesting, man. Um, you know, like I I've seen a lot of talk. Like why did why doesn't uh jody queen get a signature kayak and this and that and why isn't it a kayak angler i mean there is one kayak angler out there you know drew gregory had the the Kusa. uh he's currently working on another model with crescent um you know i think it all comes down uh, one thing that was definitely brought up um in your conversation on your podcast john was markability um you know it the fact that icon alley is such a huge brand uh jordan lee is a huge brand he's he's floating out of a native you got b lat floating out of a bonafide you know like those those big names are marketable and it's bringing more eyeballs outside of the kayak fishing world into the kayak fishing world you know a lot of people i think it, and it's funny man i don't i'm sure you guys have had this conversation numerous times where you know um you're talking to somebody and, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, I fish out of a kayak. And they look at me because I'm, you know, six four, and they're like, you float out of a kayak? Everybody, when they hear the word kayak, they think of like a little sit-inside wreck boat. They don't realize, like, how far fishing kayaks have come. I mean, they're uh-huh. basically mini little.
4: I agree you know, with you. I think, and I'm not cutting you off or anything, brother, I'm not sorry, but everybody's used to seeing the Pelicans in Walmart.
1: Yeah. They, yeah 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 absolutely they,
4: they they don't they walk around and see that oh that's cute no, i'm too you know but you know they don't once they get to know more about what we offer from feel free and native and bonafide the higher-end kayaks big boys big boys can get in them so
1: well and that's just it too right like that was something that was brought up on uh on your show you know like bigger folks getting in smaller boats right uh, see that i rhymed on the fly you like oh that. God!
5: Here we go. Here we go. Brian's gonna start spitting lyrics here. Sir.
2: Yeah, boogie the killer Schiller, <laughs> hitting you with bars. Jimmy drop a beat. But uh, uh, I've almost got enough drinking to give you one. <laughs> break the old beatboxing out.
1: But uh, you know that's the thing. Like you know, a lot of us that are involved in the kayak fishing world, you know, we don't think twice about that. You got to think from the outside world's perspective looking in and you know all these guys want bigger payouts and and you know bigger checks at all these national events and 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 being on the national stage and companies promoting them and things like that but you know at the same time they're not doing enough to promote themselves so to
2: speak exactly
1: which go ahead
2: like i'm not to cut you off either just kind of leading into the whole thing from everything from the beginning of your question. I think that Ike doing this, you know, being the name that he is and all these other anglers is great. And you, you all have made good points. Like Ike fished with us before and, you know, got his butt kicked by the kayak anglers, said it himself that he had to learn and adapt to doing it. And that speaks a lot. He's one of the top of his game where he is, and then yep. got handed to him, got it to, you know handed to him on our level, and then turned around, prospered, and did what he, did what he did. You know, John talking about it brings a lot of the sponsors around and stuff like that. That's great for us, and it can be great for these other anglers if you show up and show out on Mike Ike yep. on his home body of water. Maybe that's how you get noticed. You know the him getting a signature boat and other guys not, it goes to what you're saying about marketability, but a different way. Some of the best anglers in our realm don't market themselves that well. And they may not want to It's all do what you, you know, take what you can and get what you want. But, you know, some of them like to be very humble and some of them are trying to make a living on it. Um, and some people have the mindset like I do, like, I don't know if I would ever want to, fish for a living. I would like to be paid in the fishing industry in some way, but I feel like it would take away from the fun and the purity of it if you're like if you're because you're good, you're winning, you're cash checks, but then it becomes expected of you. You know what I'm saying?
1: We're gonna go down that rabbit hole in okay. a second. But sorry. But what John brought up too and and you mentioned is, you know, Being able to fish against Iconelli, the first thing I thought of was when we had uh, Catherine Field on the show and she was looking forward to fishing Lake Champlain and like her goal was to beat Mike Iconelli and Drew Gregory. And she beat Mike Iconelli, Drew Gregory. She came close. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, that's the thing, man, like that, that brings people to those crowds sometimes because... You know, some of those folks like to uh, puff out their shirt and say, you know, I beat Ike and Ellie in a kayak tournament. And and you're right, too, because I listened to to the show that Ike just did this week, and um, he was talking about how he had to relearn a lot of things going into a kayak versus fishing out of his boat, you know. And, and I think that's a thing that a lot of the big boat guys don't understand is it's a whole different world, you know, like I've been fishing out of a boat a lot lately and I'm like, this is different, (laughs) you know, like I'm not having to, you know, be concerned about certain things and, um, you know, boat flipping is much easier and, you know, all kinds of stuff, you know, those boat guys got it easy, these kayak guys, you know, we got to work for that fish.
2: You know, my, my favorite thing, boat versus kayak and what makes me appreciate what Ike has done. And I I don't like to keep referencing him. Like he's the God of this, but he's, he's really the only boat pro getting in the kayak and really competing, you know, even, I mean, he's not chasing the trail series around. He kind of waits till it's in his backyard, which is, I mean, I understand dude's busy, but like he saw the the struggle, and then adapted. And like, like the the big thing for me is watching them realize that okay, I didn't choose a good spot, but shit, what do I I mean, I'm here. Like you can pack up and go, but you can't just crank the the merc up and let her go. You know, you're that's what makes kayak anglers so much more thorough to me. Is you you kind of learn. I mean, all of us started, I mean, that's not true anymore. Most of us started with a paddle kayak. So you're super limited on distance. Sure. So you learn how to slow down and break down water. Cause you're kind of well, like, this is the bed I made. I'm going to make it work. And that speaking was some
4: speaking with that. I'm going with that comment, the bed that you made. Um, when, when you go out on the kayak, you're limited on what you take. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You know, I've watched Edwin Evers' videos, and I've seen him lay out 20 rods and has 20 different Lines, twenty different baits, twenty different things that they'll have ready to roll. You know, we may have four, maybe six. I know some guys like Mark Edwards may carry twelve, which is crazy. But I mean, you may have four things set up, and you got to roll with it. And then when they don't work, you got to take that ten minutes to re 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 tie, redo something else. We got to work on
2: your tying skills.
4: Exactly, those guys. (laughs) They just, they just throw the lines, they throw the poles down, man. They grab another one and rip it, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, so. Well, and that's just it too. Cause I know, um, you know, Ike and Elliot had, had, had brought that up. Like, you know, I'm limited on where I can go. So I'm learning how to pick apart different parts of a smaller section of water instead of running across a lake, you know, 20 minutes or 30 minutes to another spot and I found that interesting because the, the the mentality or mode of thinking that I had, um, you know, kayak fishermen going into big boats and big boat tournaments, you know, like they're gonna be, it'll be interesting to see when you start to see some of that happen. And I, there's a few guys in the kayak fishing world that have done that, and when they can break down those smaller bo- parts of water to find those big fish um you know are those guys really going to be running and gunning or are they going to be focused on breaking down those smaller smaller parts of water and in return is that going to make them more
2: successful than some of the guys that are just used to fishing out of boats so something with that i've seen uh craig die craig die has been fishing some of the bass opens and he's a back boater so You don't really get to say so. I mean, you and the guy, Captain, you know, y'all might share a few spots. Typically, he's got his plans, his boat, you're in for the ride. Yeah. He hasn't, I don't think he's won one, but I know he's done, he's done, you know, for this to be his first year doing it, he's doing really good. And I think it was a testament to, he is used to breaking down a smaller area. No, I mean, he runs in guns in his, his pursuit, but For the most part, a kayak fisherman is fishing smaller areas, so you know how to break it down. And on the flip side of that, like I said, like Ike's a great fisherman that everybody knows, and he's been, I mean, one of the first rods I had was his when I was like 16. So he's been in the game for a while. I'm 32 now, and you've seen him go up and down the charts, you know, one of the best in the country, slow years. To me, I think he's on that, like, he's not the top, top guy right now. You know what I'm saying? If he, I think dabbling in this will make him better. Sure. He might start noticing like, man, I can slow down a little bit, get a little bit more fishing time versus traveling. And I can kind of not force it, but I can make this happen. And on the circuit he fishes, that could be killer.
1: He's, he's been currently fishing all the bass opens, which, uh, that was interesting, too, because I was listening to Ike Live show and they were talking to Seth Fighter because, you know, Fighter won AOI this year, which was cool. Huge shout out to him and congrats on that. I mean, I'd that, love to meet that guy. That's an epic thing. Well, he was on our airplane when I-, I want to go we... duck
6: hunting
5: with a llama.
1: So Dude, I'm, I'm he gonna was... say that
5: right now and live. <laughs> I want to go duck hunting with a llama and I'll drive to <laughs> Minnesota.
1: He was eight rows behind me on the plane from ICAST to Minnesota for that show
5: and Uh, introductions were made
1: yeah i you know i didn't want to interrupt the guy guy's trying to fly home you know
5: start blowing a duck call man he'll turn around and be like "What?"
1: but uh anyways in that show um you know fighter was was complimenting him because ike and ellie's been fishing the opens and he's going to requalify uh as long as this last one goes good at thousand islands he'll re-qualify for the elites yep. now he didn't have to do that there's a, a i think they call it the legends rule where if you fished in the elites for x amount of time or you won the classic i forget what the exact rule is how that works but um he could have got in on that instead he went grounded out in the opens and uh and is going to, you know, requalify for the elites through, through actually fishing.
2: And, and there's a bunch of bass boat pros that have taken that route. Scott Martin is kind of redoing it. Uh, B-Lat, I want, I'm pretty sure that he's uh, chasing the opens to get on the elite series. Um, I, c- I don't even want to get into that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, just talking about it, you know? Yeah, and no, not, not you. Was I'm interesting, just saying. But was, what was interesting is in that conversation, Ike said, I'm not focused on that. What I really want to do is win one of these kayak fishing tournaments. And then he won that Bass Series on Chesapeake, awesome. which was cool. I mean, to hear him say that what I really want to do, I mean, the guy's done so much, you know, uh what, two AOIs. uh, He's won the Classic numerous other events and all the guy wanted to do was win a kayak tournament and then uh it, to add to that you know after he did win um you know he had the trophy sitting over there next to you know his classic trophy and stuff like that and he said it ranked right up there with with all
2: those huge wins you know i i, I think it's which i i know I know people that know him and I mean, from what everybody says, he's a you know really humble guy and it's kind of obvious. And that's why I think that he was a good pick for kind of what all's happening. Like I don't care who gets a signature boat who I don't. And everybody's like, Oh, they're probably paying him. It's business. He's worth it. It's right, marketing. He's, pers- he's created such a
5: brand with his personality. is exactly. Over the top, which, which is fine.
2: Oh please did reel that in. So did I.
1: You're oh. such a disappointment. Damn, God what the heck? dang it.
5: That's just that's just sad. Hold on, what we'll we catch. A little grass. A little Beautiful.
2: Grass Beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, no, he I agree with you one hundred percent. He's a he's a big personality in the sport, just kinda like, kinda like Gerald Swindle. Um <laughs>
1: well
7: that
2: goes yeah. back
1: to branding right like you look at g-man yeah he's won a couple of aois he's you know he's he's not a huge hammer in the tournament world however that guy has branded and marketed the crap out of himself to the point where he doesn't have to fish tournaments you know what i mean like and, and that's what i think i think he all- could
2: make a living on his short
1: clips oh, he's hilarious. Cool. Like, Short clips, his uh, his real stories, like everything, man. I mean, uh, I just watched one from him a couple nights ago, and he was talking about a guy that came up to him at a trade show. Or actually, he was at a restaurant. Uh, this was pretty moving. He was at a restaurant sitting down. Uh, they had t- took a lunch break from the trade show, and a, a gentleman walked over, And uh, said, I don't want to disturb you during your meal, but I need to let you I need to talk to you before you leave the show. Um, I will come find you later because he was going back to do a a tank seminar or whatever. And uh, he put something in in his hand and um, he looked at it. He didn't tell his wife or whatever it was. But when he went back to the tank, she's he told his wife, "If you see that gentleman, I need to talk to him. Don't let him leave here before I talk to him." And what the guy had done is put a bullet in his hand. And the guy had said that you know he had been struggling with depression and things like that. Saw one of his uh, one of his stories or uh, some some kind of media form that he did, and uh, he said, "You saved me." And uh they went on talking, and he he explained the whole situation and it was pretty powerful, man. like just some of that stuff that that he does is just it's it's
2: unbelievable, unbelievable and see that's again, we're bouncing around all over the that's stuff that I think once thing because that happens to maybe not that specific or that deep, but there are humble stories and people in our world in kayak fishing. Sure. And the more that stuff gets brought up in a positive manner, that helps too, you know. Absolutely. All Most of this kayak, I don't even want to say most, so much of this kayak fishing following world wants to see us get there. That's where a lot of the debates and arguments, you know, like, like with the signature boat, like why not one of our guys, you know, well, has any of them ever been like, hey, I do a lot of your boat. I want a signature boat. Probably not. <laughs> because they're humble they're not like hey. sure, sure and kayak companies are you know still i mean they're just as new as the fishermen are maybe they never like sat down i mean like damn i owe like like wilderness i owe russ a boat you know i owe christine a boat like, well
1: and that's just it too like these kayak companies are still relatively small you know yeah. what i mean like they they don't have thousands of dollars to you know toss around like like in the big boat world um but uh sean lavery's tuning in from the treadmill he said get off the treadmill
2: and click in the show he said i
1: love that brad is fishing live (laughs) but uh brad Brad was talking muted
5: (laughs) yeah i was speaking of fishing live though i'm gonna i'm gonna leave you gentlemen i'm gonna hang out with with my girls and we're gonna watch the sunset here on the river so hey
1: you got the world's best hunting dog on the boat?
5: I do. She's right next my, to me.
1: My girlfriend, Pippa?
5: She's right here. Pippa, come here. Hey, come here. You're going to say hi quick. Come
1: here. Ah. Oh, there she Yo. is. There, she, there is. she is.
5: She's wet and full of sand.
1: So. <laughs> oh, Lord. You're ready, man. Upl-
2: Upland season's right around the corner.
5: Absolutely. So, Jeff- hey, Brad,
2: said, Brad said something about us hunting when I came up there for lacrosse, so...
5: I'm bringing all the stuff man, kayak, boat, decoys, everything. It's early goose season. That's five birds a day. It's time to get cameras down on them.
4: too, baby. Bring those cameras. We got to watch that. I, I want to see Oh,
1: it. we're going to we're going to have some cameras
2: rolling big big daddy. Awesome. Had to have to show you how to shoot shotgun.
4: Oh <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> all right, My Brad, dog, Get, get gonna home give safe, you such man. a disappointed look. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Right on, man. Right. Get home safe. Be safe on we'll the river, do. brother. See you. Cheers. Uh, cut him out <laughs> he said cheers so but
0: hey. uh
1: it, it it's interesting man it's uh i think we're at a a very interesting point of growth in, in kayak fishing i think uh we need to take a few more steps you know and you know i think guys need to step up you know a little bit and and make themselves more marketable speaking of
2: mr marketable mr mike mckinstry's in the house so, Brian, I need McKinstry to host a paddle and fin TV show. That's the next big thing, you know. Like,
1: he had Randall on, and like, I've been trying to get in on that, and he just he doesn't return
4: my calls.
2: Me and Brian are beautiful, I think, would be a great fit, <laughs> and we could all make fun of Jay together. <laughs> I mean,
4: we're making fun of Jay. I got to
2: be in that party.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. we, I'm sure he's watching still. We can make fun
2: of him. You want to go on a Randall rant for a second? it's t- uh I think I've done it too many times go for it
4: <laughs> I, th- this is this is a mr. Randall reenactment <laughs>
2: So just the silence. I fully yeah. agree.
4: Oh no, I just I just smashed my face.
2: Oh Lord. <laughs> I totally get that.
4: Motion. It was fast motion. I mean.
2: Uh
1: McKintree said, uh, I never call unless that was me breathing heavy on the phone before I hung
2: up last night. One hundred percent. That was Jay, I guarantee it. It was Jay. It was Jay. Um but uh
1: yeah, man. It's interesting times. I mean, John, I know you're, you're sitting in the car, you're waiting to go home, man. So we'll get your final thoughts and then me and Jimmy will keep rolling with this brother. I mean, yeah, uh, I,
4: I jumped in the car to get up here. So I would have halfway decent internet service. Cause you know how I don't have anything down at the house. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm totally on board with the pros getting involved and, uh, I think it's a great idea. And, uh, when it comes to marketing um maybe that's a service that uh maybe that's classes that we need to start teaching our guys um yeah i yeah. mean of, you know we obviously paddle and fan has uh, a good hand uh, on it and uh, you know I, I i've done a little bit of it myself in the past but uh you know we we need to teach guys how to uh build a Build a book on themselves, and when they go out or or, or have a, a a website with a a scan card, they can hand to people and say, "Hey, check me out! You know, love to be a representative of you. Uh, you know, and uh, I mean, Mike. Look what Mike McKinnistry's done, building yeah. him and you know, and uh, so it, it anyway. Yeah, go for it.
2: Something going on with what you're saying, like. A lot of it is guys need to, like, if if you're wanting something out of it, you've got to take it serious. You have to know what you want out of it, and there's always the crooked side of it. You need, you are nothing. Kayak fishermen are nothing in the industry yet. You know, we've got a few, probably less than 10, that are really starting to branch out. And some that have been, like, people know him everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like like Drew. And I, I don't want to just throw his name out there. I'm trying, but like Drew had a TV show, so people heard of it that way. Drew had as a podcast. He heard of it that way. You know, most people have heard of Jackson Cusa. That was his, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you have, you're nothing. We're still small. We're still new. No one owes you anything. Right. You you have to come into this with what can I do for you, not what are you going to give me, what are you going to do for me. Yep. And a lot of companies are good about it. A lot of companies, I, I've heard of tons of companies that actually are reaching out to people, like you know, like the line companies and stuff like that. I'm trying not to name drop anything, but they they're seeing us, and they're going to see more of us as more of us take it seriously. It don't hit you with that attitude, like. Well, I really like your brand. You know, if you'll give me a bunch of line, we can do this. If you give me, you know, I need baits for the year. Now, at the same time, that is, I've learned this from hosting trails, you know, like doing trail stops and stuff like that. When you're reaching out for sponsors, you'll be surprised that when you reach out to them and you're like, hey, this is me. This is what I'm putting together. I need this kind of support. They ask you, well, what do you need? And you'll tell them and they'll be like, Oh, that's it. Like yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to know your worth and realize that when sure. you're talking to a marketing department or a, uh, like a PR department, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're yeah. ready for that.
1: Yeah.
6: And
2: when you're reaching out to some of these companies that have these bigger people and bigger, like they're used to cutting big checks or given year worth of stuff. And we're like, Hey, can I get like four stickers and two t-shirts? Yeah. And they're like, why are you wasting my time? Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> but there there's a lot of it like that. I got a question before and actually we could bring Brad and them in on this if we wanted to. I'll go ahead and say the question and so you said it, we're in a weird spot. Not not a weird spot. We're in I'd say like the middle spot. We're about to see things changing possibly we're in an opportunity with all the growth we've had to go up or there's too much negativity and it loses its luster and goes down. Do you think that that's a real possibility? Do you think that this could flurry out? Do you think that people not taking it seriously enough, whether it is from business and marketing side or the anglers themselves not taking it serious enough, we miss that window and go back to like, the start, not really the start, but you know what I'm saying? Anybody that wants to answer. Good job. I'm so proud of you all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll start with John. So John can, can, can skedaddle man. I know it's getting late by him.
4: Well, uh, I, I I could see it being too late. Um, I think you got to jump on it when it's there. And, uh, I think a few people have. I know I've talked to a few people on my show, and and, and we talk in the background, and and they're like, uh, you know, I'm I'm not gonna work with the, them folks anymore, or and and I understand why. I mean, we're, we're we're as a group now probably a little bit worth worth more than four stickers and two t-shirts. Sure. You know? Um, especially now. But if you didn't jump on it when that opportunity came, then that's probably all you're going to get for next year. The other thing that guys got to keep in mind is that it's August now. Companies are starting to do their financials for the third quarter, and they'll start doing uh, their budgets for next year. And if if you don't start hitting all these companies up for next year's budget you're gonna miss out Um, when i ran uh, the kayak fishing club here in west virginia for four years i was sending my letters out about this time to all of the kayak companies so they could plan and i could get things for the following year um so what i
2: was told through some of the companies i've dealt with and a couple of buddies that they do this kind of stuff for you know, obviously, not fishing companies and stuff like that. They told me, they like, you should have this f- settled and signed by October, or you're not getting it. That's yeah. exactly
4: right. Yeah.
2: yeah. And yeah. I, I missed out last year hardcore by like a week. They were like, well, yeah, we're broke right now. <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> <laughs> Crap. <laughs> uh,
4: all summer and all year, and they've got their resume built and they've got their, the, uh, their portfolio done and they're getting ready to send it out, or the clubs that are saying, hey, I've, I've averaged uh, 65, 75 anglers per event each month. Um, we've got 44,000 followers on our Facebook page and, you know, things of that nature, Twitter accounts, YouTube, Instagram, the amount of followers that you have that you can you can market to your sponsors. And that's not just for clubs, but that's for us guys. And, you know, and individual anglers, you have to be able to, throw out your portfolio, let them know your reach and uh, what you're worth to them. Um,
2: I I definitely, I I put the question out there. I don't think we've passed it yet. I think we're, the next year or so, year two, is when you're really either going to see the growth or the fall. Like, either the negativity will, I mean, there's always going to be negativity. Either it's going to subside and the, the people are going that are pioneering this and pushing this forward are going to prosper or they're going to lose interest yeah and then i mean like worst case they find out be like well there's so many hurdles here and so few people are taking this seriously from the angler side maybe i just swap over to a boat that industry's already set all i got to do is fish and do good McKinsey
1: dropped a a great insight into the comments. He said the people that are tarnishing the seriousness of the sport and making the sport look like a high school drama filled after school activity Mm. instead of the Friday night football game that everybody takes serious. You know, I mean, I I completely agree with that, man. That was really
2: good. Good job, Mike.
1: (laughs) Mike's the man.
2: Mike's the man. I got to go get ice for my whiskey drink. Y'all keep talking. I'll be right back, gentlemen. All
1: right, John, we'll let you go, man. We'll get these other two guys talking in here. We appreciate you, brother. Thanks for joining us tonight, man. uh,
4: God bless you all. Have a great evening.
1: You too, brother. If you need anything, let me know. Likewise. John Rapp, boys and girls. Mr. Hicks, I mean, I guess you you could take a swing at that that little question that Jimmy dropped before he ran away to uh, go to the little boys' room like uh, our boy Ryan Milford would do. Yeah.
7: Uh, honestly, I think it's going to stay exactly how it is right now. Yeah, that's just me. I mean, I can see the grassroots stuff getting bigger. I just don't really see the pro side. I don't. I don't know.
1: Well, I think you've seen that, right? Like a lot of. Uh, that's a great point because a lot of grassroots clubs right now are having like awesome Huge years numbers. as far as numbers. You know, like especially out there by you guys in Ohio, like what it's been like sixty to eighty anglers in the the normal club you used to fish or whatever.
7: Yeah, Cincinnati was like forty to fifty every event. Now they're like around seventy, I
6: think.
1: Yeah, which is pretty killer, man. And and that's the thing too. Like, I think guys, you know, guys have have caught on that some of the smaller club events are having great payouts now and uh they're making more money by not having to travel 8 10
2: 12 16 hours away to go fishing that. Yeah. So that is an issue that I'm having in Alabama right now. So we run like we have five clubs and Alabama's always been a big grassroots club. Always have participation. You know, sure. you obviously you got one club that does better cuz it's the region's better, like the the water is better. But when i was appointed or whatever for alabama bass nation they wanted to for us to do the state championship well the clubs voted no so i was like okay well we'll do our own trail series and that was a complete bust this year i've had to cancel two events and it's but be- it's because of the what you're talking about guys don't have to travel can get a good paycheck and fish their home waters and i don't have any problem against it like that's where kayaking came from kayak fishing came from sure and but it's like you it's just so different according to where you go like tennessee most of those guys and clubs are on board with bigger better badder yeah travel like best in the country sure alabama mississippi and georgia they're just like whatever we're doing good without you like yeah. and we have been and that's what i've been dealing with and it goes to just what you just said it's just it's cool to bring that up because i'm literally i am drinking to that problem right now that is a whole reason this is here <laughs> well that's interesting
1: too because uh uh on the new canoe podcast i talked to alex cox last week and he's out in california and he just crushes it out there right and and i brought that question up man i'm like you know um, I feel like California in that whole West Coast gets left out a lot yeah. of the kayak fishing conversation. But at the same time, those guys have hundreds of guys showing up each event.
7: You know, I think they and it's, like it that way too.
2: Yeah, and well, well and it, and it that, showed in the participation when the nationals do go out there. Well, and, and that was the thing, right? Like Alex had
1: brought up, like you know for us to go somewhere you know we have to go through mountains to get to 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 the rest of the field he's like closest thing for us like for a big event is usually texas you know and he's like that's an 18 20 hour drive you know so he's like what do you i said what do you think could change that and he said if they had a western swing like they used to do on the elites where they did like Havasu, the Delta, you know, and, and one of the other bigger reservoirs going up through California, that could totally change it. But, you know, unfortunately they kind of get left out, but that's a grassroots kind of club series. There's a couple of them out there and they have just tremendous turnouts every event. I mean, look, Greg Blanchard, everybody knows Greg, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he fishes those events and there's usually anywhere between – 90 and 150 people per event which is pretty killer you know so why would a guy want to drive to you know louisiana or tennessee or you know wherever one of these big
2: events are you know and i think that like i've I've actually said it before i think it would be cool if there was like like a hobie like western series or a bass western series and i think that that's not it's not that it's not on their scope it's just like you know Maybe they're stretched thin on time and money for that because, but again, that's where we're in this growing area. You know, we're in the up curve. Like maybe that does happen because I think the California guys deserve it. I'll say right now, Damian Cow, probably one of the best anglers in California. (laughs) Yeah, I would love to see what he could do over here. I mean, Russ is from California. Russ used to be that guy. He does just as good everywhere. Bet you Damian could too sure like sure. Man, but but some guys traveling makes sense and it works some of us have 40 hour a week jobs a car that won't make it that damn far can't afford yep. a plane ticket like yeah you
7: know some some of those guys out there they traveled from california to texas for the championship too right
1: right right they, yeah I, I, I
7: think they will travel for bass they just won't travel for anything other than that you know what
1: i mean sure sure yeah sure it's gonna have to be a big event like the national championship the the uh that's why i think a series
2: classic you know makes sense right right right, right. keep it in your neck of the woods and then you got to travel once a year for the the big and sure well i mean it makes sense
1: like you win a big event like that what was the bass 25 20k for the Mm -hmm. the first place winner you know 20 g's Uh, yeah uh
5: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, well, let, let's get Chris's take in here, because he's a new guy. I've had conversations with him. He wants to take fishing more seriously. He's, he's grinding it out. He's trying to work his way up the ladder, man. I mean,
3: what are your thoughts on all this, Mr. Slipkop? You know? Well, I hope it keeps growing. Yeah. You know, as, as that's that's the plan. You know, to to keep going into this and then to go more national events and more stuff. As of right now, I'm just doing the trail series and things that are local. But
2: yeah, I don't oh, I mean it. And that's where you start.
3: Yeah, I, I like more. I would like to see more regional stuff, more stuff yeah. like like the trail series is doing, where you're bouncing from state to state. Because that kind of gives you that uh, – you don't have to travel super far, but it still gives you that kind of where you put yourself against other people on different bodies of water other than the ones you fish every single day.
1: Sure, 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 sure. Tackle Talks tuning in, our good friend Andrew Hayes. (laughs) Andrew. He says, uh, what's up, boys? I'm late to the party. So if you already talked about it, ignore it. But over under four years before there is a bass – uh, Bassmaster Kayak Elite Series.
3: I would go over.
2: Under.
7: Uh, I don't know. That's tough because KBF tried to attempt it last year, didn't they? <laughs> exactly the why it? I say
2: under. Yeah. So under, but it'll be, uh, what I would say is too early. Yeah. I think it should be over, but I think it will be under.
7: Yeah. That's you,
2: I would say over. Trey Johnson says over. Trey's an OG in Tennessee. Trust Trey.
1: You know, it's hard to say, right? Like, Bass has just taken off. It's gained some traction. There's a few events that have lacked um, some participation, but there's others that have great turnouts. Uh, As far as, like, an elite series, like, I think it's – too early because how are you going to qualify that? And I think that's where KBF went wrong, right? Like mm-hmm. when they tried to do their pro tour, um, and I'm a prime example of that. When that came out, anybody could fish it. That was mm-hmm. my rookie year. I fished it. Like, did it do me any good? I, I mean, I made some money off of it for sure. But at it the same time, oh, I was more than that, bro. <laughs> I got the, <laughs> and you did the, pretty good that year, man. But you know, it's, uh, how are you going to qualify that? Like, I think that's what they need to do is like, kind of like what they do for the opens, right? Like you got to place, I'd say you'd have to have like the top 50 overall for like AOI points for an open season. And then the next year you could do an elite series or something like that. And I'm sure a few guys that are at the top of all the leaderboards could make it in for sure. You know,
2: something that, drew and i've talked about and you know drew does the the fantasy fishing thing that's based off of uh, dollars earned yeah and kind of leads that into power rankings you know kind of like kbn does and sorry you're giving away too much info right now
1: i'll shut up um but uh shut up you know it's it's uh (laughs) it's interesting you know like i i can see it going there whether it's whether it's hobie whether it's bass whether it's kbf or whoever it is a whole new entity
2: the paddle and fin elite series yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just got to be done the right way but you got to do it like the elites right like i heard that uh recently on another podcast how you know somebody or maybe it was a facebook post or something like that like okay bass masters got the elites <laughs> And then they started the kayak series. I think it was Ryan Lambert on uh, Armando's podcast mentioned it. And he said, you know, Bassmasters got this formula that works. But then they like half-assed it with the kayak series. If they would just replicate with what works for the Bassmasters Mm -hmm. in the kayak division, they'd be well off and they'd be beyond Hobie, you know, Or, or just up there at the same
2: level. Which I, and think I, is, I still yeah. think it's just that they're still just seeing if there is an ROI on it right now. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, like they, they know. They know that they know what they're doing. That's why they can give sure. the big middle sure. finger to everybody. And I think yeah. that's just, <laughs> I, yeah. I love kayak fishing. I love all this progress. <laughs> We're the most impatient, effing fucking people in the world. All oh, men yeah. that fish are impatient as shit, which is contradictory <laughs> to fishing. Like, yep. We're impatient as shit in the most patient sport ever. Like,
7: yeah, but I that's gotcha. it.
2: Like, they're going if, if we keep positivity, keep attendance up, keep participation, show up, show out, make them look good, they're gonna turn around and give it back to you. Like, they, the as far on the state nation level, they told us that when they brought me in, they were like, We're down, don't ask us for anything, don't make me look bad. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't do that, they're behind me. That's yeah. what's that's what's happening.
1: Sure, sure. Well, that's just it, man. A lot of people don't understand that, you know, bass as an entity is a, is a business, you know. They they're not just, you know, like KBF, love them or hate them. They do a there's a lot of work on the back end of a tournament, man. And mm-hmm. and like all of us could pretty much talk from that standpoint we've all been there in some shape or form or seen it you know but it'll be um yeah is agreeing with me thanks andrew i agree with you too
2: <laughs> real quick side note andrew i think uh me and brad need to either have you on the show or me to hop on with you because that me was too. a great episode that was fun um but uh
1: you know it's it's a lot of work on the back end and you know like like hobie's got a bunch of financial backing from the fact that the brand hobie right yeah and that's 100%. why their their series is so so big well don't get me wrong i'm not taking away from aj aj does an amazing job you know he was a tournament angler before he was a tournament director he knew what the people wanted and you know made it a reality um Bass, obviously, they've been dealing with tournaments for, what, 60 years now, 75? I forget what it is. Obviously, they a know lot. what they're doing. Yeah. Um, KBF, you know, they're growing, or they were growing. And, you know, I think that that was the biggest struggle is trying to get revenue in there. Um, plus, you know, Chad had some ego problems, which he, I think, as a whole, is, is better than what he was. How yeah. did you? A lot more humble. Um, I think he's doing a better job. Um, did the past hurt him? Unfortunately, I think so. Like a lot of guys just dwell on that crap and they can't get over yeah. it.
2: But that you know? gives him the golden stage to beat their expectation. Sure. sure and sure, sure, sure. like rewrite it, you know?
6: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nicholas Beltran, have a good night, brother. We'll see good you on night. the next one. Um, But I think we're at an interesting stage, man. It's definitely growing. I think there's a lot of, you know, BS that goes around that that kind of holds us back a little bit. If yeah. if guys would get over their egos and you know just get
2: their shit together, and, which will never happen. Like yeah. nope. Yeah. I would love to see the the that in the boat world because I like if that was out there. I guarantee. I mean, I know it's well, out there. Let me ask but you if guys
1: because this is funny right because i was thinking about this and i've thought about this numerous times like everybody's like the the kayak fishing community is so much better than the boat community the boat community is just like a bunch of whiny babies and then you see what goes on and you're like really like <laughs> i think it's pretty much the same you know we're getting I mean? there
2: you know, We're getting there, uh, but they're getting paid way better than we are. Yeah, oh,
6: yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. and I mean, now, okay,
2: no, I don't mean that like <laughs> pro bass fishermen are rich. Most pro bass fishermen are broke as fuck. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, like straight well, up, it, right?
1: Like, that's another interesting concept. It was a real eye-opening experience to me uh, in 2019 when I did that. Uh, I've talked about this numerous times that KBF FLW Open on Nickajack. In seeing the guys that were fishing that FLW event, um, because I stayed at a campground where a bunch of those guys were, you know, you'd think they'd be in hotels, like you know, these big fancy RVs. The only big fancy RV I saw was Gary Yamamoto, which was like camped out two doors down from me. Cool, that's not even in the
2: same ballpark. Yeah, right, (laughs) right, right,
1: right. But these other guys, man, they got they got truck. Truck bed campers, you know, like I saw the one dude eating hot dogs out of a can, like barbecue hot dogs <laughs> out of a can. And he's like, man, That's I all I can, can afford, man. It's all I can afford. well
7: You guys know Matt Robertson, man, don't you? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, you know.
7: that dude, like, you know, he's like trailer park kind of guy. You know what I mean? And he's out there doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy, man. Like what these guys go through. And people don't realize like how much money it costs. Like those guys usually have to put a big, big down payment up front for all their tournament entry fees. Like I think the Elite Series is somewhere in the area of like forty five to fifty thousand dollars. I heard it was close to eighty thousand. It, it could be. <laughs> it could be. Like either way, you're talking about a lot of money. Jimmy froze up.
7: And that, that's a great. For that, <laughs> that is a
2: great photo. Yeah. Hey, Lee, wait, wait,
7: wait, wait, watch, watch, watch.
2: it's done this before i'll be right back it's funny that's That's awesome
1: but uh you know it's until you get you know kayak guys want that respect and stuff man like that's a thing too it's you know they want bigger payouts well you got to pay bigger entry fees and then when you raise the entry fees guys complain about that you know Trey Johnson's chiming in. He says lots of turnover in bass fishing because they can't make it work. They give it three to four years, and if it doesn't work, they take off, and they're done, and that's 100% true. Like You're lucky if – like. and that was something interesting that I heard on that fighter interview with Iconelli. He's like, I qualified for the elites. He expected that he would uh, have sponsors all over him, like pay his entry fees and stuff. He's like, that didn't happen. You know, the huh. amount of work and grinding and stuff I had to do before they even looked at me. And, and that's a hundred percent true. You know,
2: it's like, they don't just get it handed to them.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. uh, you know, James Watson spent 180 K of his own money the first three years he was pro. I believe it. I believe it, man.
7: <laughs> that's like you five, know. five years of my salary.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which is nuts. Right. Like, yeah. you know, in, in, you want to see kayak fishing go to that elite level? Well,
2: I don't think the guys are ready to go to that elite level. Hey, bro. That's why we're in plastic boats. Yeah. Yep. Like we already broke. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Jimmy's image is GoPro. What are you doing over there, Jimmy? Hey, that's a shout out to GoPro. I need I need some help. Yeah. Guys, I- if if I don't do that cool stuff like the Red Bull guys and stuff do, but I'm cool yeah. to look at, I talk a little bit, have a beard a drink you like you look like a troll like those little figurines with your beard and <laughs> you
1: high fluffy hair hey if,
2: if this if this troll gets a gopro deal kiss my ass <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i mean what's your guys's take on that do you think even if it was offered say bassmaster came out and he said all right guys we're gonna do this elite series and you guys watching at home tuning in on the chat uh if you're listening on this podcast later uh to chime in on the Facebook post tomorrow morning say say bassmaster or Hobie comes out and they're like all right you guys want an elite series we're gonna do it here's the deal 50k uh you have to fish all the tournaments for the year what are you gonna do uh who's gonna sign up how many guys do you think are gonna sign up and do you think it would happen I
3: would say like fifty. Like, it's really going to depend on who has the sponsorships already going into it. Yeah. I, would, I would want to sign up, but I don't have that sponsorship backing. Yeah. yeah. So that's I, where, it, where it would make a big difference.
7: I I think the number would be way less than 50, actually. I mean, there's I think probably be, only a handful of guys that I yeah. think could actually do it.
3: I, I think you
1: might have five to ten. Yeah. Tops. Tops. That would be like, yeah, I can get the funding for it.
2: You know, at the same time, though, that could be that push. That can be when yeah. guys that do have some sponsors that maybe not are paying up be like, look, here's an opportunity. Do you have it in your budget to gamble? And but see, I feel that's, like that's far-fetched, but maybe.
1: That's a double-edged sword too, right? Because a lot of these guys currently in the kayak fishing world, like the sponsors that they have are in the kayak fishing world. A few of them, you know – maybe some rod and bait companies and things like that that are a little more well known but pelican cases in the in the kayak fishing world you know i i don't know any kayak company that's going to spend yeah 20 30 40 50 grand on one of their anglers to go fish the elite series
7: well that's like 50 boats worth
0: of a life that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a Winchester life
1: yeah baby 6-8 Western oh, i there baby right there
0: tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV
7: Uh, you know money to pay out to somebody you know what I mean yeah
1: I mean kind of just not put more. it in
7: perspective
1: and they ain't making boats that fast obviously you guys can tell because uh, there's a huge shortage on kayaks right now
7: <laughs> yeah i I just man i don't know like i just don't see kayak companies paying that kind of money like they already don't make a ton of money you know what i mean
1: no and that's where you're gonna have to bring in you know some of these bigger bigger companies from the outside of the fishing world Like, like like yeah exactly like bassmaster does like ml uh mlf all that stuff you're gonna have to have the pepsi and the colgate and the tide and toyota and ford and chevy and you know huge corporations like that but you got to show them their worth you know like that's that's exactly what we were talking about earlier is that roi you know is bassmaster going to get their roi on having that elite series is tide going to get their roi from the exposure you know like
7: i could see uh I could see uh, Toyota getting into the kayak thing before any other company could, you know what I mean? Oh, I
1: completely agree. I could see, I could see some of the truck manufacturers. Now, here. yeah,
2: going off of that, I can see why that's not going to happen right now. Um, like right now, the auto industry is in a bind. Like yeah. we are, there are a hundred thousand Ford super duty trucks sitting, waiting on computer chips that the same company makes is waiting on, to have computer chips made for campers while there's a camper shortage, which is pushing people from buying full size trucks to mid size, which would be our market. If Toyota came on, you can't, we, I have the biggest Toyota dealership in the Southeast right here by our house. Those trucks are like, he told me when you see the 18 wheelers roll in here, I guarantee you every Tacoma on that truck was sold three months ago. Oh yeah. They don't have a chance. Like they could be interested they couldn't give you shit. Like, sure. They'd be like, how about a Camry? <laughs> Camry and a trailer hitch.
6: <laughs> or
2: Subaru. Yeah, that seems like a hey, lot of kayak Hey, yeah. I'd rock my, I had a WRX forever. Used to carry my feel free and my pursuit on top of that hoe. I would 100%. If Subaru came calling, I will rock that, all my boats on that thing. You sound I'll, like uh, Jay Randall now. <laughs> Subaru Outlet. Okay, Bri. <laughs> Those are awesome. I, yes,
1: Andrew Watson brings up a great point too. Need airtime and coverage for big money sponsors, you know. And that's just it too. Like, you know, how's Baskin gonna bring in sponsors with the what little they coverage they did at, at like the championship, you know? Uh um, needs paddle and fin. Hobie Hobie's, hey, Hobie's <laughs> been doing a pretty decent job. I don't. I don't think that. Have they been doing on the water coverage? Like I know they got a cameraman out there taking photos and stuff, but have they been getting on the water video? I, I a little bit. Okay. All right.
6: Like I, they. I,
2: I want to say they put just about as much effort into it. And I don't mean this in a bad way. That's that sounds kind of harsh to say it that way. They they had a boat out covering at the Logan Martin event, and actually I think Lake Fork and a couple others bass had a boat out okay. um, when Scott was involved. You know, Scott was doing way more but for the most part they've got a boat out running around this is the best
1: comment of the night nicholas beltran hit it on the head man a lot of guys want to be sponsored without putting in the work preach brother (laughs) and and he says companies have to deal with that and that's so true man like you know like a lot of guys just think like look at me i fish 20 tournaments a year and you know you should give me this and give me that and
2: how'd you finish in those 10 20 tournaments
1: yeah well and that's just it right like you you can't like brad hicks doesn't like hearing this but i'm gonna go down this road brad is super awesome at social media he's always got good photos good posts things like that that's marketable right like Brad showing he uses his Douglas rod and takes interesting photos with of his rod and you know is you know out fishing and things like that. That's marketable to companies. That's why Brad has this the opportunities that he's been given because he worked for it. Right?
2: I'll say it right now. Brad's social media presence, not following what he does for the companies he believes in. There are probably less than five kayak anglers on your level. But if you look back to the conversation we had, I can't remember if it was before y'all got here or when you did. Yeah. Like Gerald Swindle. Gerald Swindle is not winning all these tournaments. Has he done great? Yes, he has. But he's not like, Gerald Swindle's here. We're about to lose some money. But he's marketable on so many other things. Brad, you could 100% be that person in kayak fishing because you care on the other end. Like Mm -hmm. I love Douglas rods. I'm going to show you. I love, I don't know who all you got behind you bending branches. We share that team. (laughs) So you're going to show them like you do great and people should take note of that because that's what they want. They don't have to ask you to do anything. You just freaking do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well,
7: I look I look at that kind of stuff as just content for me to post, you know what I mean? It's I, now, I don't I'm, know if it'll lead anywhere or anything, but it's well, just Well, you you to got to
2: lose a phrase. Okay. I want you to mean you're going to talk right now. <laughs>
6: <laughs> what was that?
2: I said you got to lose a phrase that's a coined term of yours. We got to talk.
7: Oh, I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> Stop hey,
2: <dude>. saying it. <laughs>
7: people, people watching this are probably like that guy. He's a jerk. I'm psyched. Elders, no,
1: bullshit.
2: Ellis Lee, <laughs> Lee said Brad Hicks is an IG model. I've seen the bathing suit pics. <laughs> Would not approve.
1: <laughs> well, that's just it, right? Like, so, so, real talk. Like, Chris, me and Chris have had a few conversations lately, and he's like, "Man, how? Like, how do I take the next steps?" Right? And I'm like, "You got to find your niche, bro." He's like, well, how? What do you mean? You know, and that's just it. Like, companies need different, different things, right? Like, they need a guy like Brad doing IG stuff. Uh, they need guys like us doing podcasts, talking about stuff. You know, they need guys out there winning and fishing tournaments. Uh, that that's a whole other aspect. You know, media is a huge draw for companies right now, especially. Like I forget what it was, but um, the amount of money that has been taken away from uh, TV and radio commercials and has been put towards um, YouTube uh, creators, content creators, uh, Instagram uh, influencers, Facebook, whatever—like the amount of money that has shifted has opened up a lot of opportunities. I mean, that's why you see some of these you know, big time YouTubers live in large. I mean, you know, look at, look at some of the YouTube fishermen out there, you know, they're, they're getting ad revenue. Sure. But some of those sponsorship deals pay quite healthy. Like if you research, like what some of those guys are getting paid, like that's a huge thing, man. So, I mean, anybody that's ever come to me and asked me about it, you know, I've always been like, you got to find your niche in, in this little, fishing game like what what's the thing you're good at and then focus 150 percent of your time on that like you know
2: so, something going with what you're saying is for for kayak fishing to get to that next level Yeah, nicholas consistency yeah and then this goes along with that you you can't come into it with everyone's niche being good at fishing that's not true Some of the people that are the most ate up at this are probably the worst anglers, but they might be the best at marketing, Brad. Worst angler, best marketing, but I'm totally kidding. But we all work in this together. Like I wholeheartedly believe and people can roast me down and I'll stick to this word paddling fin is a very, very good, positive Mm -hmm. movement moving the industry forward. Maybe we don't have the traction yet that we want. I mean, maybe we, we never satisfied and always move up, but we give an outlet to the outside, outside of social media, which is needed. You know, we cover, like you got your good anglers. Like you won $20,000 at that first Bassmaster Classic. And then when you heard about it here and, and there's other podcasts doing it, I'm not taking it away. Like sure. there's just so many pieces of the puzzle that matter other than being a professional fisherman. Like what would a professional bass boat angler be if Bassmaster wasn't on TV? Nothing. Sure. No one would freaking care. Yeah. Like, and podcasting is the hot thing right now. No matter how you look at it, podcasting has grown so much lately. So, this is an outlet like that's why i like being part of this is you're catching the curve and that mm-hmm. like i like being a part of that and i think if we limit the negativity between all these other entities and everybody just finds their niche like you said it's the best thing to say about that it will get there as long as it just keeps evolving You've got the people that need to be positive in the right places, the people willing to put in the legwork and take it seriously. And that's something that, like, I'll, again, Paddle and Finn, and the, I've been in part of this a year and a half, and I listened for a long time before that. Like, it's from the dirt up. Mm-hmm. Like, Brian, you, Brad, all you guys, part of our, our little group here, have stuck with it, and except Milford. Milford left. What a (laughs) a quote. I miss Ryan. I I miss Milford. I miss Ryan. (laughs) But, uh, like this is proof that people are putting in the work to make it. you're Brian is not doing this to make money because he ain't making none. He's still got a full time job. He's not doing this for his own personal growth. Does it help? Yes. That you have to treat this as an outlet for yourself but you're doing it to spread the love and word of what we do
1: yeah i mean if you look if you go back and you look at the library and i think we're at like episode 650 or something stupid right now right since we started and you go back and you look at that laundry list of of guests that we've had on you know like i see mike mckintree still in the chat like Mike's a big name in the industry, right? He's got a TV Mm -hmm. show. He's just won that telly award. Congrats again, Mike, you know, uh, all the way down to the bottom level. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're talking to grassroots guys. We're talking to companies that are, are currently operating out of a garage, you know, or, or, you know, somebody's (laughs) home all the way up to, you know, we talked to quantum fishing last week. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's like there's so many things involved and you know, I forget who it was. Uh, it was Beltran said, you know, no biased, you know, feedback, mm-hmm. so to speak. Like we try to, we, I've always preached that. Like we, we have to be an open door for everybody. You know what I mean? Everybody deserves the same opportunities. You know what I mean? Um, it, I don't know where I'm going with that, but it is, it's just gotta be, you know, the only way we're going to grow is if we grow together, I think you know what i mean and and we lift each other up yeah we could talk about differences and disagreements and things like that if we do it in the right manner instead of it just turning into this shit show you know ego fest you know what i mean yeah and that's not
2: a you know i'll take a line from uh mr armando we're not pointing fingers at anybody (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not i'm really not it's social media is the, the devil here. It's not sure. A lot of people sure. are probably I will say the name. People are probably would listen to that and think that I'm saying like the toxicities is at KBN. No, no, there's toxicity is in the social media and the social media is what gets looked at. No sure. one cares if there's drama on another podcast or anything like people's it's like people's relentlessness to point out the bad But they don't point out the good and I will 1 million percent shout out Ryan Lambert and what he did with the kayak fishing thing for JT. Yeah, that was a positive fucking giant movement from the kayak industry like freaking Bravo, dude, like for sure that little boy and that family needed that. Yes, so much, but without do like he did not do that or put that together for himself 100 and that's the greatest part of it sure that is what gets noticed 100 percent but at the same time i've seen the negativity from them being like why didn't so and so support bro some people just can't do stuff like yeah, yeah. get off of them even if you think somebody's on top of the world some companies is broke and they just don't want you to know like they're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Like that is this industry. That's any industry with business. Uh, somebody yeah. owes somebody money. The yeah. end. Like, yeah. Nicholas brings up a Sorry, great I'm thing. Says, re- "Remember, social
1: media is an echo of how we are as a human race." with Wither. Amen. So I need familiar. to have
2: this dude on. We need to talk to him. Oh, uh, he was know, he's like a book of oh. Oh yeah, sorry. I, I don't listen anymore.
1: I'm so sorry. We did a short show, but I told I told him we needed to get him back on because we did a short show when we were both down at ICAST. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean Nicholas is from Florida, but uh, yeah, him and I, you know, had a short show, and he's got a YouTube channel. Uh, Nicholas, drop your YouTube channel link down in the chat for the good folks tuning in, and uh, I'll drop it in the in the uh, show notes as well. So. But uh he does some cool stuff down there in Florida. He's always catching huge peacock bass. But I on my list, man. He's yeah, the dude. dude. He's the dude. Reach out to Nicholas, man. He will set you up. He will I'll sleep on the couch,
2: up. Nick. I, I just <laughs> all I gotta do is drive down there, bro. I'll, I'll sleep yep. in his front yard. <laughs> me, <laughs> me and Brian will cuddle. We'll cuddle on the couch. We got this free free peacock fishing for all. Hey, look at that sunset.
5: Wow, I had to jump in live for this one, boys. Like this yeah. is ridiculous.
2: That's, yeah, that's a good one. Oh
6: yeah.
5: I mean,
2: everybody just sent and right take on, a look at God's excellence right there.
5: It, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing right now. We're yeah, in the middle awesome. of the current with anchor mode on on the X I three, and I can't believe it's holding me.
2: They like the water looks like it is rolling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
5: Oh yeah. She's cooking. All I, I need,
2: the- Brad, is to say "bud" a few more times, and like I would. He. he oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just. Oh yeah. Bud. Give me. Give me. The, give me a little bit of that Canadian hint to it. I love your accent. Auntie, dude. I know running. he is. The only thing different from Wisconsin and Canadian is an imaginary line and the word "bud." Fight me and prove me wrong.
5: Let's not forget about Lake Superior.
2: That's part. There's a dotted line in there, too, somewhere. <laughs> Don't get you them started on the you. letter, Kenny,
7: man. They'll, <laughs> tear
4: They'll tear you up. I know he will. <laughs> All well, right, gentlemen, for, I got to put this. I got to put this phone in the
5: trailer, but I wanted to share this with you. So
1: Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Later. See
2: ya.
1: <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, I think we're winding down, man. We've already gone like an hour and 20.
2: Uh, I, I, I have
1: a, another question, uh, oh, actually, right, if you're right. cool to keep Let's going. Go. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah,
2: Like, what do y'all want to see? Like, we have different aspects of the whole thing. Like, like Chris wants to progress, move forward. Brad doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Brian... Brian's progression is based on other ends, like more business aspect for not for himself, but as a whole with what you have paddle and fin. I like to see potential opportunities be given, earned and used. That's probably a weird way to put that. Uh, you sounded like a, uh, uh,
1: one of those street ladies We'll will say it that way.
2: I'm going to stop myself. I'm trying to keep this rated PG. What I mean by that is there is so much potential. I would like to see respect and credit given where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And at the same end, people take it and use it how they should. So where we'll start with Chris. What do you want to see out of it? Not you personally, like, like not where Do you want to see yourself? What do you want to see out of
1: kayak.
6: everything
2: we've been talking? Kayak fishing as a whole or kayak fishing from the tournament standpoint, whatever.
3: I think for sure. An elite series. Cause, I mean, bass is kind of what I grew up on. So that's kind of where I'm drifting towards instead of Hobie. And but as a whole, yeah, the the elite series to be able to do what the boat guys do, but in a kayak and show people that it is possible, you know, because there's a lot of people who say it's not, but, mm-hmm. you know.
2: there There's a lot of people that still just don't understand. Like, yeah, I, I you meet a lot of the old the old old guns, you know, them old boys that. Now, something I'll say about this, I was going to say, you see a lot of them that are like, well, you doing that out of a little plastic plastic boat but it's not even like that at much around here anymore in my you know part of North Alabama there's a lot of I I sold a native Slayer Max not my personal boat it was at an expo to a 79 year old crappie fisherman Hmm. like that right there showed me that it has gained some ground even if it's not on the tournament fishing world but Kai, like Brian said earlier it is a De- like developed and advanced so much that I think you'll s- like people s- still don't see it but we're getting there they still don't understand but then you get them in one and then they start to like it's a surreal experience being face to face with them it's, it's crazy to go out and think that a guy in a I mean I'll even put the ticket up at five grand like a top dollar kayak can go catch 30 pounds in a sack. Cause that's what something oh, I'll that, give absolutely. Drew a lot of credit for is his little average thing that he's been doing where it's yeah. like you call hundred inches and that's roughly 27 pounds on this scale. And that's like, I th- like everything you said, Chris is it, it's there. It's just people still don't see it yet, but I think they will. The more we adapt to it.
3: Yeah, I, I agree to that. I think, you know, for a lot of people, it's still, it needs to be discovered. Everyone still, everyone still thinks they need to have a boat in order to do this professionally when there's so many other avenues where people can do this. I mean, there, there's guys right now doing it that don't even have a boat or a kayak, you know, and are making it on YouTube or Instagram yep. or something like that, you know, but... There's so many avenues to it. I think the kayak just needs to catch up to the boat world as far as getting the sponsorships and the paid sponsorships. And then people need to stop accepting contracts for 20% off also. Mm. That that'll help out a bunch.
2: Amen, brother. (laughs) Amen. Something before I get Brad's input on this, something I'll kind of like to have a side note on here is something that we had that I think was great for it and y'all can again roast me on this the the KBF TV show. Yeah. Hate it if you want. That was a, f- a perfect way like Chris just said for you to discover kayak fishing. And there's well, still kayak fishing with, stuff. Same but, thing with Mike Mike McIntyre's show. Uh Hoover's still doing a
1: show. You know like those are huge things. That that's getting broadcasted on, you know, uh I think Mike's on the Pursuit Channel. Hoover's on what
2: Fox Sports or I have no yeah, clue. Something I like f- that. I he's forget what like out,
3: he's like. Think on Outdoor TV or something like that. Well, the old
2: KBF yeah. shows on the Outdoor TV. Yeah. I think the new ones somewhere else. I I, said I'm exactly. not 100 percent sure, but that brings eyes to
1: you know, especially when you got. This is no offense to Mike because Mike's a little dude. Like seeing him in a kayak, like, and then seeing Hoover in a kayak, like. <laughs> That's two different sized dudes, right? He <laughs> need you know to eat, I mean? Mike. And, and, and to see, well, not only that, but to see both ends of that, right? And and that's one thing I love about Mike's show, man, is he's just out there having fun. He's not catching giants all the time. He's showing you how fun it is to be out in these little plastic boats, catching fish, hanging out with a friend or something like that, exploring some new places, Um, and, and things along those lines, you know what I mean? And, and that's what we need. Like Mike does an excellent job on showing that to the average person that knows nothing about kayak fishing.
2: And I think he could expand on that and, you know, put paddle and fin there and we could be the rated R version. (laughs) No, no, we are not. You can see that missed fish and you can hear the big F bomb versus the, oh darn it. (laughs) no, No, no. I, I also think
3: some of these some of these sh- shows and things need to start uh, showing how cheap a, a fishing kayak can be. You know, yeah. a lot of it has been promoted now to the three four thousand dollar kayak or the pedal kayak or the motor. I I think sometimes you need to show that you could get a kayak for under eight hundred bucks and still do the same stuff. Elvis
1: Lee, is-
2: freaking men. You know?
1: Elvis Lee just chimed in. He said, "The beauty of kayak tournaments is someone can show up in a Walmart two hundred dollar special and lay the hammer down on
2: people with the latest and greatest tech kayak." Uh, we they- have had that happen on Pickwick two years ago. Wish I could remember the kid's name. Hayden, can I remember your last name, bro? Hayden showed up in an old ascend whatever it was with no electronics he fishes for the University of North Alabama Pickwick is his lake he showed up with no electronics and absolutely beat the brakes off of everybody else <laughs> he did not win because a guy caught we do a three fish limit and if you catch a freak fish like a biggin you kind of i mean like like the guy that won even said it he caught a 25 and 3 quarters Ooh. and like 217s and one And he was like, like, he kept telling that guy, Hayden, he was like, you did so much better. Because Hayden apparently caught like 17, 19 plus inch fish or something like that.
1: Well, I remember the first podcast I did with Dusty Yacker. He was talking about that. Like, we talked about how he got into the sport and stuff. And he went over to Michigan and fished an MKT event out of a, it was like a sun dolphin or something that his his, uh, wife had bought him as like a birthday present or or a Christmas present or something. And he had been fishing out of it a little bit, showed up to that MKT event, and he was so intimidated because he was in this cheap little boat, and there's guys in Hobies and Natives and Jacksons and new canoes all around him. And he was like, oh, man, this is way out of my element. Like, I'm going to get smoked. Ended up winning the event and won a Hobie. That's how he got into a Hobie. You know what I mean? So that's just it, right? Like, it doesn't matter if you're in, you know, the new Ike edition or the Sun Dolphin or anything in between. It's just a matter of you being out on the water, having a good time and enjoying it.
2: And that translates into the boat world as well. I want to say, when I was reading up on it, I think it was Dustin Connell. He's a Coosa River guy down here in Alabama, was kicking the the. You know the the bass open world down here in a boat that was half of what everybody was using. Like I want to say he was fishing. I can't give you the specs on it. I want to say he was in like a 19 foot with like a 120 or something, you know, 125 on it or something like that. He was not in the 21 Skeeter FXR with the 250 Merc on it. Sure, and he absolutely was beating the brakes off of people. It's not the kayak or the boat it's what you do in it now definitely we've talked about it a million times it is definitely a tool you pay yeah. for you you know you get what you pay for sure and it can make it easier but you can come down here i got beat my first year on gunnersville i had a guy finish ahead of me first kayak I ever fished he fished in a sun dolphin standing fly fishing yeah we got beat by a guy in a float tube. He got like ninth place. Like <laughs> yeah. it don't matter if you can fish, you can fish, do it in what yeah. you can. Mm-hmm. And like you just said about dusty Acker, the opportunities and the, the, like the, the gifts of that will come. Like you will progress just, but I agree 100% with Chris and I'm glad you said it on here. Cause so many people are going to hear it is, it's definitely gone to that, that people are like, this is the best boat in the industry, and this is what the good good guys are using, this is what you need. That is not true. I know some guys around here, if I could talk them getting into getting in this end, could go out there and beat the piss out of some of these top anglers when they come to Alabama. I guarantee you, you won't be in the, in the they will smoke you. And it's not the boat, it's the person. Oh, yeah. So I, I agree
1: 100%. Well, that's like, the, you know, you could give a guy all your spots. Doesn't mean he's going to go there and be able to catch the fish. You know what I mean? It's it's that same concept. It's, you know, um, it all matters on, you know, it's the same thing. Oh, so-and-so beat me to my spot. Well, so-and-so moved out and then you move in and you just crush him and he doesn't catch any. Like, you got to look at it that way, too. But, I mean, that's just it, right? Like, when we talk about kayak fishing, we talk so much about the competitive side of things. Like, there is just that recreational side. Like, Brad stepped away from doing a lot of tournaments, and he just goes out and crushes River Smallmouth like it's his freaking job. That's so much Brad, shame,
2: Brad stepped <laughs> away. That. Brad stepped away leading angler of the year. Yeah. If that does not tell you that his priorities are in a different place than yours. <laughs> like... Brad was ahead of some really good names in the industry and was like, meh, I'm cool. My, we my hand have a hurts.
6: We have
7: a yeah, so does paddle and
2: fin, and you won't show up for that. You dude. Well,
7: <laughs> I, that's what I'm about to say. I'm debating on even doing that. I mean, oh,
1: I just want to fish for fun, man. Yeah. That's just it, man. Like, it's. It... I talked to Susie. Shout out to Susie. I know she's up fishing the championship for KBL this weekend, and uh, she's up in lacrosse on the Mississippi, you know. And uh, she was talking to me about some areas that I've fished up there. And, you know, I told her, I said, you know what? Don't worry about the competition side of things. Just go out, have fun, fish the way you fish. And just do you like, don't yeah. worry about the competition side. That's what I'm like, I'll be do. the first to admit, man, on the competition side, I'm a head case. Like I always get in my head and that's what screws me up nine out of man. 10 times. But, you know, it's if you just go out and have fun and do you, that is when you're going to do the best. Do you want to see Brad blush? Sure. What? what what's
7: that?
2: says ohio has some incredible (laughs)
1: anglers including brad
6: before we get too far
2: off of it because we've bounced over it brad the same question i had at the beginning for chris what do you want out of this and what do you see coming out of this like go for it
7: Uh, i i eventually i think the elite thing will happen with bass and i think that paves the way for people like me and brian and you like stuff we want to do in the industry you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. You know, I, I don't know, but all, all I know is I would love to work for a company, do something in the industry, get me out of construction.
2: Amen. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you one hundred percent. There are so many con- countries, companies that I believe in. And Brad has said it before, not on a show. It was in a comment or something, and he was like something you can take from Jimmy is if he be- if he's talking about a company it's something that he really stands by and that is 100% true like you can't buy me like i i like the companies that i'm involved with because they're they're old school or they they're about you not what do you do for me or they have amazing product that like like i love Dobbin's rods Dobbins rods have always done me good and they have stuff for everybody. It's not, you can get into it for 70 bucks. You can get into it for 600 and they, they, you know, talk to me and I wanted to be a part of that. And that's, that's what I want out of it is to have one of those companies see kayak fishing, see us as Paddle and Finn involved in kayak fishing as a positive notation and be like, look, I want to take a chance with you, put you on payroll and make this a real thing. And I, I get that from a lot of our guys, Brad, you know, Brad, like, I, I feel like, I feel like, like Dustin and Dan and all of our guys, man, like we, we stand behind a lot of this, like yeah. wholeheartedly.
7: Dude, I will straight up do part time. If somebody does <laughs> like, Hey man. gives me that opportunity. That'd be
2: awesome. <laughs> I would like little known fact about Jimmy, I actually love writing. Shut up. (laughs) I love writing. I would love to write stuff for bending branches. Yeah. Like they do so good. And it's kind of like I get shy to it because being part of that program, they ask us of that. And it's like, I get kind of a writer's block when I try to, and I don't really know why, but that would be really cool because. With that being said,
1: hold on. Let me stop you real quick. With that being said. Because I, I hear this quite a f- bit from guys, like, "Oh, I'd love to do this for so and so," or "I'd love to do that." <laughs> Have you approached so and so on that? Have you gone to ben and branches, like, "Hey, man, I'd love to write for you guys." Uh, they
7: well, require their teammates to do it
2: exactly. Okay. So would I say I've approached it more than what they expect? No. Would I like to? Yes, I would love to write for a magazine, like. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I can twist words and tell a story very well. It's, it's, it's you. I swear to God, if you ever talk to me in person, anybody that watches this show knows that you would never think that. <laughs> the one thing I was good at in school was writing. I oh, can write gonna... so yeah. I don't care. <laughs> like I can write. What I, what so, I would
1: say to you, man? Because and I think a lot of folks don't know this, but you can actually write an article and submit it to Kayak Angler Magazine. <laughs>
2: I'm so happy you said that. I did not know that <laughs> until this weekend. I went to the Books a Million with my wife, grabbed the magazine, and there is a spot where it talks about. Would you like to write an article? Send us the pictures and talk about it. And I was like,
1: "There
7: you go. Oh, you I'm, I'm
2: you about could, to do yeah. this." Like, you could submit photos
1: though. too. Yeah, you could submit photos too. Like, I've submitted uh, photos to them as well. Like, their big stick is like having uh, like a big file formatted. Uh, photos when you submit them so take them on a good camera like cell phone photos usually don't work for print so like that's the one thing like i'll throw that out there but like i'm gonna hit him with that 5k photo off my gopro that's going back to what we talked about you know marketing yourself like if you can get published or get a photo published like like butcher look at butcher scott butcher perfect example submit took went out took a ton of photos submitted those to kayak angler magazine he started getting traction as a photographer and then he started getting hooked up with kbf and then you know so on and so forth and down the line now he's working for companies you know doing professional photography crescent
2: cashing rods things like that like that's what a lot of people don't they think they hear scott and they think of like westbrook yeah you no know, he has a media company and he's yeah. really freaking good at it like sure if you if you've never seen any of his stuff, look at anything he did from the Logan Martin event on bass on the Bassmaster website. Sure, he did with a camera on a boat and a freaking drone, and it is really killer footage okay. from not just, like he's good, and that's yeah. that's the other side of this, and that's kind of like what what I would want to do with it. But like like you know talking about the kayak, the kayak angler magazine, the thing I was talking about with my wife with that was they allow all these submissions and something I noticed is being part of Paddle and Finn. We know a ton of the names to know in this industry. We know all of them. I mean, straight up. I saw one
1: just dropped an email in the chat for you. So make sure you go back and get that.
2: Nicholas just became my new best friend, (laughs) but Flipping through that magazine, looking at the submissions and the articles, I knew two – I think I knew one person writing an article. I knew one person pictured. Sure. And I was like, well, if this is the magazine that's in our deal, where's the the people paving the way right now? Right. And that's that's another little side venture that I've got in my head is like, well, maybe I need to get in touch with those people and be like, hey – these are the people we need to put a little bit of light on. Like, look at like, there should be a freaking four page article on the JT tournament. Sure. Tell that sure. kid's story, leave somewhere to donate to him. Talk about Lambert. Talk about the prizes. Talk about kayak vision. Five pages. Yep. Like there's improvement that I see that needs to be there that could advance stuff like that. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but I'm just, all the things we've talked about tonight is there's, there's room for improvement. There's room for advancement. Like there's so much going on so many ways. (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you, like I love writing and I haven't done it in a long time. And then I hear like, like Drew was like, I wrote a, I lost him. Mike's by Mikey. Thanks Mike. But like, like Drew wrote an article for Bassmaster. It's like, I'm kind of like jealous. I'm like, man, I want to do that. No, I have. I did when I held the first Bass Nation tournament state level ever. And I got to write a little article for it. And that was freaking cool. Like, it's like a paragraph. And I was like, dude, I want to like, if somebody would pay me to run around the country, take some freaking pictures and write up about what happened at these national tournaments. Bro, you hit me up in the DMs. (laughs) I don't cost much. I will do it. I'll blow your mind with how well I can write a story. It doesn't cost much at all. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. That
7: that would be cool.
1: Well, that's just it, right? That that goes back to finding your niche. Like, you know, it's interesting. Like, I get asked a lot. I hear a lot of people ask a question, like, how do I make it in the fishing world? You know what I mean? And a lot of people think that in – Aaron Steiger, I know he was in the chat before. Like, I think we talked about this on a podcast with Aaron, you know, because he used to get asked that question all the time as being the Jackson team manager, you know, mm-hmm. how do I take the next steps to make it efficient? And it's like, well, suck for what success. do you think Start. that is, is the first question, you know, like, cause a lot of guys think that they're just going to go out and fish every day all day. Like, that's not how that works. You know um, you know, it's, it's, doing the media stuff it's going to trade shows uh you know that that's a good point right there like iCast i saw so many guys anglers working their tails off mm-hmm. solidifying their deals both bass boat kayak guys all the above for this upcoming season you know including like, brian everybody thinks this is just like you know iCast is this thing to like go like hang out and party and all that stuff it's not dude it is a grind like people are running around like i saw kevin van dam running like a madman from booth to booth filming media stuff like i was Mm. like the hell is this guy doing like he should just be walking around in his button-up shirt because i'm nope. Damme, and I'm a badass but because no, he like, doesn't
2: do that is why he, he is like, who literally
1: he is. jogging from the mossy oak booth over to i forget where it was striking or something like that dude
2: like i saw the same like, thing from him last year yeah. like i'm not a big kvd fan and there's there's like it's not like he's ever done anything for me not to be i just don't like he's just it's not my style really yeah i, I saw him at the a 2020 classic when it was on Gunnersville when they were in Birmingham, and everything you just said is true. Like, yeah. my dude was working. Like, yeah. yeah, working. Gerald Swindle was, too. Like, he got yeah. the freaking flu, quote-unquote probably COVID, at the whole thing, and he was still, like, making his appearances, because marketing yourself. Yeah. We've done made that full circle back to that, man. like, Or
1: it's like Brad said, hey, man, I'd work part-time for a company, or, mm-hmm. or full-time, like, I just want to get out of my construction job
2: but I'd work and, quarter time like yeah
1: you know and it's just like you know it that's the thing like you're gonna make less money right but you're gonna be doing what makes you happy you know
7: I don't know about that I'm like it might be around the same amount
1: all right well either way you get what I'm saying you know it's 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 that just that you know like me personally man I've said it before a million times like I take a job in the fishing industry and a 50% pay cut and I'd be making nothing, dude. I'd be poor, but you You'd know, be happy. to be working in the fishing industry, what I love to talk about and stuff like that, you know, I'm sure you guys have all heard it. My old man used to tell me it all the time. You
2: find something that you love doing, you'll never work a day in your life. You I'm going to take I mean? a little side tangent, Brad, you and Brian, have, hanging out. have you met his dad? No, I haven't his dad's one of the coolest fucking people you'll ever meet. His, his dad might be like a mafia Lord or something like that, but his dad's freaking, I see where Brian gets it. His dad's coolest crap. This is
1: a, this is a side note, but I took the folks out parents out fishing last night on the old man's boat and mom pounder. Nice. I'll see if I can get the picture to pull up. She didn't hold the fish. But,
2: uh, so (laughs) she definitely, so Brad, do, do you see yourself and Chris, I'm not singling either one of y'all out. Do you see yourself? I think this is an easy answer for Chris, but Brad with your, I'm not hating on you for your, I don't care mentality, bro. I was like that for years, (laughs) but like, do you see yourself with the industry on the rise and the opportunities becoming more available? Do you see yourself? pushing to get that like deal to be part of the industry. Like whether it's with one, five, three baits, bending branches, Douglas. Yeah. Gadget. Like, I
7: I mean, I would, I'd put in the work. I just, I don't know how to go about it. You know what I mean?
2: And maybe that's something where like Mike McKinstry could, can, could help. Like maybe Mm -hmm. Mike's already dipped, but maybe Mike, because he said something about how, how he's got like 13 years in marketing. Ooh. Maybe somebody in our industry needs to show that and help be part of the noise. There's your right. dad. Show up? Yeah. yeah,
1: there you go. Mom caught a tree pounder. Nice. That's what it's about, man. That's what I love uh-huh. doing. Is that the lake you at your neighborhood?
3: Food? Yes, sir. F- yes, it is. Dad gummit. I can't wait <laughs> to get up there. Like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> that's a beautiful lake.
2: Man. Oh, it, I've never seen the water thawed out, but it it <laughs> looks good when it's frozen <laughs> and it fishes good when it's frozen. I can say that oh, yeah. I still got like 10 pounds of freaking uh, bluegill <laughs> in my freezer, <laughs> but no, like maybe that's something where we need somebody in our industry to step up and help give the, like the, the pieces or the direction because I think there is a lot of people like you, Brad, or Chris, that you're striving for more, but maybe don't know how to go about it in the, Dustin, I don't want to say Dustin the easiest White. way. So,
1: so McKinstry brought that up, like, you know, talking about uh, media stuff. And I'm going to reach out to him after we jump off here. But I told him in the chat in two weeks, let's do it, because we already got a show lined up for next week. But uh, getting sponsored and working in the industry, I know a couple people... I'll I'll reach out to. You. We'll make that show happen, man. I think there's been a lot of people tuned in tonight and I'm sure this podcast when it goes up tonight on the podcast platforms, it's going to get a lot of traction, man. Um, you know, Elvis is uh get Drew to chime in as well. That's one of the guys on the list. I know quite a few people, man. Uh, that'll be a great show. I'll, I'll get that lined up.
2: Uh, we'll make if you that want happen. if you want some of us to jump in, I'd love to be a part of that because like maybe not in the fishing part i'm a businessman like i own my own company i know like my mind is business oriented so i know like even from that you have to market yourself like like mm-hmm. i'm an electrician why choose me over 5 million other electricians in my area you know and that's like how to get them how to keep them how to make them want you like how to be the best person on their staff because like I'm part of companies that have like, like new I love new There's so many new team members. How do you stand out? That's something that needs to be talked about because like, like Chris was saying, we're not worth the 20% discount. You know, we're worth more than that. There's a lot of people that still are only getting in it for that. Like, sure. Cool. I can get my, my boat at a discount. F that, bro. Like, get to the point where they give you one because you're you're Chris freaking Slivka. Like, or, I'm sorry, I probably butchered yeah. your name, dude. No, no that oh, was Slifka. perfect. gooey sweet. <laughs> I was like, I said it, and then I froze. Like, damn, I said that wrong. But no, like, don't come into it for a discount. Come into it to be the best fucking person in their company. Where that's Drew Gregory. Jackson believed in him. Crescent believes in him. Z-Man believes in him because he markets himself so well. We need more of that. Like, be the person that that company is like, I gotta have you, I gotta keep you happy. That is such a thing. Like, I don't know how to stress that without like getting off on a tangent about it. It's such a real thing that's lacking. Sure.
1: Oh, Jimmy. We just <laughs> lost Jimmy. His camera went out. Uh, I'll give you guys a floor, man, because we've uh, we've been going almost two hours. So let's let's wrap this up. We'll pick this back up with the the uh, the follow up show to this. Uh, Brad, thoughts?
7: Um, I will just say I do say I don't care a lot, but in reality, I do. It's just yeah, he I does. just want people to think that I don't. I don't know. So that's Jason why Ricketts that.
1: is in the chat, bro. Oh my god. I, oh, I almost just fell out of my chair. I was like, did I read that right? <laughs> did I read that right? The beard of wonder is in the chat. We miss you too, brother. Hope you are well. Sorry, Brad. I didn't mean to cut you off. I mean Ricketts jumps <laughs> yeah, in. You right. gotta you gotta take a moment, you know.
7: Yeah, man. I understand.
1: Trey Johnson said somebody needs to put Jimmy to bed. (laughs) Hey,
2: bite me, Trey.
6: (laughs) Go ahead. I haven't even got to
2: defile myself.
1: You can finish up, Brad. Go ahead, man.
7: Oh, I was just saying, I, I know I say I don't care a lot, but in reality, I do care. It's just I don't want people to think I do. I don't know why I do it. I just do (laughs)
1: that's <laughs> just that's just his catchphrase he does care a lot that is true whatever Chris it,
7: it, except if, if it, it, except for the people that like message me with like hate messages stuff I don't care
3: whatever
1: yeah. <laughs> bigger than that Chris? Hate on
3: me uh I'll, I'll just end with you know I just want to keep seeing it grow just like I want to see the podcast grow and everything I want to grow with it you know I've been doing it a lot just in the dark. And this is like the first year of stepping out and really pushing for this dream that started so long ago. You know,
1: right on, man.
2: Dude, don't you just like. Gotta
1: keep grinding, brother. Keep amen. Grinding. I was
2: just about to say, like, if you've got that burn and that fire for it, just every time you think you're doing enough, do more. Yeah. Oh, and, man. like, I don't want to say it like I do that because yeah. I, a whole thing <laughs> I've been dealing with right now, kiss my ass, is. <laughs> Like I I I mentally struggle with myself all the time. With am I doing enough or do I got a little more? Yeah, and there there's always more. You can always do a little more. So just like like this first time I've really got to talk with Chris and like I think you've you've got that fire, man. Like I think you're in a good place with us, Mm -hmm. and you you know you'll continue to develop. Like I, I don't know. It's just like like keep digging man like it'll happen jimmy's got that whiskey fire burning oh yeah yeah he
1: does
2: no (laughs) dude i can't i can't tell you how much like the stuff we've talked about tonight i've wanted to talk about sure but like it doesn't really fit our show on the real down you know no,
1: i get it man that's why i kind of did this tonight like we we're, we're working on a guest right now uh which will be pretty huge uh when it happens and it didn't happen so i was like you know what could we do tonight And I was like going through the laundry list of people I know. And I was like, you know what, let's, let's do like an after hours type thing. There's a lot going on in the kayak fishing world that needs to be talked about. So let's talk about it. You know what I mean? And, and that's the thing too. Like we, we stay away from the drama side of it and we try to approach it like big boys. So I figured why not do it tonight and, uh, just open up the floor to all our hosts. I reached out to John Rapp who joined us at the beginning, you know, um, and you know just a gr- great group of guys um, um and, and you guys all come at it from different angles which i think is key for all those out there that listen and watch you know like i've always said the way i explain something and brad explains it or jimmy or chris um i may relate to one person and those guys may relate to another you know so right um, it, it's interesting how that dynamic works but um
2: uh, I appreciate you letting us jump on and do this because, because again, like, we there's so much. I, I agree because See, so much our more gets accomplished st- when Jay's not here holding
6: me up. Man,
2: <laughs> he's sits over there kidding, silent, dude. like judging everybody. I love kidding. you, Jay. I'm I, I won't throw his business out there, but I, I hate you couldn't make it, brother. But you're doing you're doing good stuff right now. And we'll talk, we'll all talk again soon. But, but like what I was saying with, there's so much like this that I really think we've got a lot of good guys with a lot of, and girl with a lot of opinions that should be shared. Sure. That we don't say but And it's not because we're scared to say it or we're worried about backlash. It's because it doesn't fit our shows. And we're all very professional. On the podcast, if anybody could see the freaking chat, they would not agree that we are professional (laughs) at freaking all. But we... That's just
7: for fun, though, man.
2: Exactly. It really is. Like, there's so much drama there that just gets blown off. It's kind (sighs) of like our place to vent. I
1: wish I could reach through the phone and just, like, choke. Choke.
2: (laughs) Yes. Amen. (laughs) But, like, I I really want us to have more of these episodes, no matter what segment we do it on. because we're getting to the point where like people listen to us, our opinions do matter. And maybe we hit things like you said, from a different perspective that needs to be shown, heard, talked about. So I appreciate you for letting us do it like this. Cause it really like everything going on right now, man, I've been dying to talk about, but didn't really have a way to talk about it because I don't want to like, like my segment is about letting take care clubs of clubs come on, you know? Yeah.
1: 100% that Don't
2: get a chance To get in the spotlight And Brad Your gear review Do you think anybody Would like Everybody would be blown away If Brad was like Alright this week On the final cast We're getting <laughs> into Professional kayak fishing Yeah What Like well,
7: They, they kind of do that with, When we talk about Smallmouth sometimes but it's Oh god
1: fun. Don't Don't bring up Smallmouth Brad. Will but smallies we're, we're so <laughs> excited About smallies smallmouth. Brian's
2: like Alright
6: let's end the show
1: let's I still got like an hour Hour drive home man So <laughs> um i appreciate you guys jumping on tonight man it was uh definitely great conversation i look forward to picking up the next one those of you tuning in at home uh or on the podcast we will schedule that one on on becoming sponsored and you know getting a job in the industry i'll put that show together uh it won't be next week it'll be the following week next week we're talking to the folks from lakewood products they do some uh tackle storage stuff uh it'll be a really interesting show uh, they got some cool stuff, so we're going to be talking with them, and then we'll schedule that for afterwards. And then we got another show; it's in the works. It's going to happen; it's just a matter of time. So,
2: one, one quick up. last one. Got any hints, tips, or teasers for anything coming for us in the future? Nope. You fucker. <laughs> <laughs> you're a damn liar and
4: you
1: know it i texted you earlier and i told you i didn't tell you all my secrets
2: (laughs) i was hoping if i put you on blast you'd give a little little (laughs) little teaser but he held strong I i don't even know
7: what this is about
2: all right boys and girls as
1: always tight lines smooth paddling
2: peace